You are listening to The Ben Keats Show, where every day the objective is simple. Ben will never stop fighting the fight and lighting the light on topics that affect you every day. Howdy, everybody. My name is Ben Keach, and this is episode 37 of The Ben Keach Show. I'm so glad you're here and joining us, whether you're driving in your car or listening while you're working out, whatever it may be. I'm honored that you're taking time to check in today. And episode 37 is a part two of last episode, and this is our third episode in a row that we've had Ms. Beth Reams as a part of our show. And let me kind of bring you up to date on kind of what's happened. Uh, If you didn't listen to the last episode, please listen. Let me kind of bring us up to what's happening right now, at least in the basics. She is, Beth was a teacher at Pembroke Hill High School here in Kansas City. She is back in the classroom, wanting to hopefully have a positive end to her school year. Remember for a post in August, she got in trouble in January. And again, just to kind of emphasize the whole deal with that, these leaders, I say super loosely and in quotes, these leaders are being pulled by one, two, three, a handful of people who have problems um their problems are there they have a, a horrendous interpretation of something that's actually historically wrong they're they're not as smart of people as they probably claim to be and and really what's happening we see this all the time is they're using their they're attacking someone for their political position their affiliation and they're finding any way to kind of go about doing that beth uh, I'm going to bring Beth in right now. Beth, nice to have you Yay. back. Glad um, to be back. She has an, uh, her own amazing podcast show. Uh, tell us why you started your podcast. When did this all take place? I started my podcast only maybe three or four months ago. Okay. Um, I've just had... What's set, it called? What's it it's called, called Be Real with Be Reams. Okay. Um, it's not fancy video like this. Oh, it's yeah. audio. <laughs> um, but I've just had the last three years beginning with this mess um, and a lot happened after that. I've just had three years of kind of chaos in right. my world. Yeah. Um, multiple deaths, um, career situations. And all of my friends were kind of like, you've got to put this out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and so part of it is just to kind of get it off my heart. Right. <laughs> kind of therapeutic. Part of it is to let people know what happened, right. what's going on. And then part of it, like my widowhood, I want to reach other people that are going through the same thing. Right. So the podcast has lots of different avenues for me. Yeah. Um, I love doing it. I just hope that people listen and think that they're not alone and everybody kind of goes through hell. And how do we keep moving forward? The one thing I wanted to say real quickly before we get into kind of continuing our story last time is that a, a common misconception that people can have is that, well, you know, if, if, if you're conservative and we're having this issue, then what people automatically want to do is, oh, this must be a conservative versus liberal thing. This is like a mm-hmm. Trump versus Biden on small level. It's not. No. As, as a matter of fact, this shouldn't have anything to do with politics. No. It, it And there's not good guys and bad guys except for people to do stupid things and make bad decisions, which is what we're talking about. It has nothing to do with their affiliation or even your affiliation. Right. That's the sad part 
of what's happened in politics and just in our culture and our society that everybody, honestly, regardless if you're liberal or you're conservative, you're burnt out about listening to to the, how the animosity can build and how right. we have to be on this side. And it's just not, it's just not like that. So, um, well, and you say why I did my podcast and on, to piggyback on that, it wasn't really to even put out there about what was the post about or what political affiliation am I or did it, it was really about the treatment that I received right over that eight month period. Right, right, right. Literally just how the male administration at that place treated me. Yeah. My experience. Yeah. And I and I think those of you who are teachers or can relate or are sympathetic to just the life of a teacher and what that is or what that's like we, and I can speak for myself, having been in education for 14 years, every single day I went to school, and I've talked to you enough to know this too, every single day we went to our, our respective schools giving students everything we have, yeah. all of our energy. It was our passion. It was our life. Yeah. It was our... It's your love. Yeah. And that, and that's why we did it. There was no other reason. We, we, We're we doing it for the paycheck. What are you talking well, about? Yeah. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. And, and so when... Not, not that that gives a teacher special privilege if they make a mistake, which at times people do, but, but the reality is there should be adults should have adult level of respect yes. for people, people that are instrumental in these young people's lives, yes. changing their lives for the better, doing everything they can to impact their own future. We're not administrators that don't understand that. And again, I have stories I've never told about the ridiculous conversations I've had with administrators, mm -hmm. none of them quite like yours, but still ridiculous. And so um, that's the stuff that, you know, when people talk about burnt out educators, uh, a lot of it's tied to situations with administrators. It's actually not mm -hmm. as much about kids or even parents. Um, it can be, but it's, 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 it's more about other people getting in the way of you doing what you're supposed to be doing in the right. classroom. And in this situation, all of this stuff is put to rest. If there was a leader in your building, if there was <laughs> a, if, if there was a leader in your building, whether that be the principal headmaster, whoever that says, look, we're going to talk to the people of concern. We're going to deal with this problem done. Let's what's next. Let's get back to calculus, which we did in August. Right. And then, <laughs> and now we're in, January was the suspension. And then you get back into the I get classroom. back in March. So, so to, March, okay. So you teach out the rest of the year. I this think January, is, February. Was, but yes, yeah. I get back in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm back for two weeks. Then we have a two-week spring break. And when they brought me back, I will say this, when they brought me back, I was told by the headmaster that typically we would get our contracts beginning of March yeah, very and then normal. they would be due back before spring break. So you'd have them like a week or two right. to take a look at them. And he did tell me, he's like, now Beth, you know, that's not going to give me enough time to really know if you're going to be offered a contract for next year. So you won't get yours at the same time as everybody else. Cause you will have only been back in the classroom for a couple of weeks. I'm like, well, what am I proving? Like you already did an investigation, right? You've asked me back, right? And it was all about, well, you know, is your Facebook appropriate? Like, are you still, po are you posting anything? Or did you post something 12 years ago that maybe upset somebody or dad? I'm still walking this tightrope. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I do that. 
the rest of the school year. Did not complain when I didn't get a contract in March because he had warned me of that. March goes. April comes. I'm still doing my thing. Still nothing. Oh, we still don't know. It's actually oh, now still... tough to find teacher jobs because <laughs> the, the shuffling of the teacher deck happens a lot of times oh, before yeah. the, even the summer. Before, yeah. While schools, I mean, this is when that's the active time. And mind you, I'm also saying, as you're aware, you know, your department also is figuring out who's teaching what classes the following year. You know, if I'm not there, the class that was always my baby, pre-calculus, you know, well, do we want a new hire to do that? Or, you right. know, everything's being built, right, 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 as you're aware. So there's a lot of things happening that we need to know. Not to mention, I kind of want to know my career status, right? So nothing that I'm sending emails. Can somebody please, do we know <laughs> when we're going to know? I meetings and emails and just not being told anything and so take us to the take us to the time of really i think we're probably in like your third episode here but take us yeah. to in the moment where you were there's a meeting that's going to happen mm -hmm. and there's not going to be tell us what you weren't allowed to have okay yeah, so that, that meeting <laughs> So I learned from August to now April that this was not okay. Okay. So I had an attorney okay. that I would kind of ask questions to, like, should I, you know, should this be happening? How do I approach this? What do I, you know? So I'm then told that um, I'm, I requested a meeting finally because they said, we'll let you know. We can meet maybe in June and let you know okay. about your contract. And okay. I'm like, I can't do that. I was like, I'm going to be out of town in June. How about, and I gave them a list of maybe three or four days at the end of May. And I said, could you please let me know which those work so I can check with my attorney, see what works with them, etc." So I then receive an email back saying, basically, um, we can meet at such and such date, um, but you will not have your attorney with you. There will be no attorney with you. So I tell my attorney that. And she's like, well, then tell them that you're going to record it. Like, you've got to have something. Nope. If we're going to meet... You have to come alone. You cannot bring an attorney. You can't record anything. And I'm like, well, I've got to find out like my job status. So okay, I guess I'm going to go. So I go to the headmaster's office. <laughs> now, mind you, by now, I have done official complaints against my principal, too, at least, to the head of HR and to my headmaster, my male principal I've put formal complaints in. And I am told at the headmaster's office, I have to go behind closed doors with my principal and with my headmaster. And we need your phone. We need your purse. You obviously I didn't have an attorney or anything because they told me I couldn't. So I am I have to go behind closed doors to find out my future of my career. As long as I go, just me, a piece of paper and a pen, no purse, no phone. No head of HR. That's it. That's how I have to go into this meeting. It, I feel like Pembroke should rethink the name at, in this conversation, headmaster. Is it just me or does that seem like a weird thing? The headmaster is calling this woman in here and you can't have this and you can't have that. Like, it sounds really just gross and dirty. The whole thing smells horrendous. Wrong. On, in funny ways, too, but we're just not going to go there. Right? But wow. Okay. This is. Okay, I'm following you. So, okay. so you're so I'm in, and, and you get I'm post-it note and a pencil. <laughs> yeah, my post. Okay, all right. 
Yeah, I could bring an eight and a half by eleven piece. Oh, okay, finger, well that's um, that's fake news. I did. <laughs> no, so I go in, and at this point, I've been through multiple meetings of hearing the same thing. Oh, this post or that post or this kid said the alumni. Blah, blah. I I've been there, done that, right? So, I just go in, I sit down, and I just listen to what the headmaster says, and I take notes as fast right. as I can. Right, right. Um, from what I remember. He had two problems with me still. One was that I never gave him a formal apology for the trouble I caused him in the school. And the other was that he was upset that I seemed to think I was the victim, that parents and my conservative students and people had kind of said that they weren't treating me right and basically how dare I act like a victim in this situation. Those were the two big points. At what point did had I? At what point did Daily Wire pick up this story? Because this story actually went national through the Daily Wire. When, when just throwing that out there, because I want to make sure it's a part of this podcast. Because yeah. Daily Wire, picked, well, that I know that's back. I know. Yeah. I well, no, no. Daily Wire was later because okay. um, they reached Daily Wire and other news people had reached out to me during gotcha. this process. Okay. Um, I I was scared to speak up. I really was. I was like, I saw what happens when people go on social media and they can just lie about you. And it's now sitting here possibly ruining my career that these alums lie on me. And I was just scared to go public. Huh. Um, so it's interesting thinking about the whole drama. So people can actually be scared when the powers that be make up stuff, lie, twist facts, contort, have the power to decide your fate in your life, what you've given 25 years about. Yeah, I feel like that would be another interesting side piece to the Facebook post that they don't understand right. how power works and when it's manipulative and when it's unjust. Well, you want to hear about real power. Yeah. <laughs> want to hear how it all ends? Let's go. Okay. So I sit through all this, writing my notes. I say a few words. I think I kind of say something to the effect of, well, here I am again, just being berated and told how awful of a person I am, you know, whatever. And I'm told, well, I have a contract for you right here. I'm like, Huh? <laughs> like I've been waiting all this time and then I go through this whole meeting and I can't have an attorney here. Right. Okay. What did they need to say to me that I couldn't have somebody there? But okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, they hand me this contract and by now I'm exhausted. Right. I'm like, okay. I was like, well, I need to look at it. I need to talk to my attorney. Right, I right. need to, I, can I process? Yeah. And this is on a, I believe it's a Wednesday. And I look at my principal and I'm like, so when do I have to have it back? Because most teachers get a week or two, two weeks. Right, back. sure, sure. He's like, well, can you have it by Friday? I'm like, uh, maybe. I, I, you know, I just need to get the hell out of there, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So I take it, I get it home. Friday at what time? Um, well, he didn't say a time at that Okay, point. okay. <laughs> so I get home and I kind of put it aside. I'm like, I'm tired. You know, I go home and I'm crying to my husband. I'm like, what the hell? You know, and all this stuff. So Thursday, I'm looking at it. I see that they don't have any of my additional duties. Now, some of these duties I've been doing for 25 years, right. you know, pep club sponsor and and conservative club, all this stuff, right? And these give me extra money, yeah, you know? It matters to teachers. It matters, right? And so it's not on there. So I'm like, huh. Well, I turn it over. It says due by 8 a.m. Friday. So I'm like, well, it's not right. I don't, you know? So I send an email to my principal and I um, make sure that I set on the timer so it is delivered at 7 a.m friday because i want to be sure he gets it before that due date right send it and i say hey this doesn't have my extra duties on it can we meet fine so i go to work friday we're having faculty meetings on friday so i go in he calls me 
or emails me, I can't remember, and says, can we meet after the faculty meeting and discuss this? I'm like, okay, the faculty meeting's at 8, so obviously we're going to be meeting after 8 a.m., right, right? right? I'm like, sure, if you want to, okay, have the faculty meeting, I go meet with him, we talk about extra duties, we decide what I'm going to do, what I'm not going to, what, and it's all good. I mean, it's a fine meeting. Yeah. We both come to the understanding, yeah, and he says, I'm going to have the head of HR, put them back on there, adjust everything, and we'll get you a new copy. Perfect. Great. Right. You know, finally, this is going to be done. Right. Okay. Friday goes and don't get another contract. Saturday comes and I don't get a contract. So I email the head of HR and I'm like, hey, I never got my new contract with my stuff on it. And she goes, oh, well, any contract extensions need to go through the headmaster. I was like, I'm not asking for an extension. And and by the way, he's not in until Tuesday because now we're at what Memorial Day. Is that the one that's in right. May? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not asking for an extension. I'm just asking for the contract that the principal said you were to supposed to give me. That we talked about. Yeah, right. Okay. Don't hear, don't hear. Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Maybe it was Monday. Monday or Tuesday. I got an email from the headmaster. Beth, it's come to my attention that you've asked for an extension. Well, you know, basically with everything you've done, I just really don't think that this relationship is fixable and we <laughs> should part ways. I So I end up ending my career there because they gave me a contract that didn't have all my duties on it. And then they said they were going to give me a new one. Right. But then they just never did. But then the headmaster claims it's because I asked for an extension on my contract. And in the time between us meeting on Wednesday and then that Monday or Tuesday, whenever he messaged me, what did he's the one that handed me the contract on Wednesday. And they hand... I mean, how many thousands of contracts have they handed out? How many times have they given you a contract that, that I didn't long, turn it on to? That didn't have your oh. activities. Oh, it always has activities on it. Yeah. Because that's points. That's money. That's, right. I mean, now, mind you, you can tell the principal I'd like to negotiate. Maybe I want this change or that change. Yeah, that's different, though, than, than just leaving all of it off, which right. to me sounds like they wanted to get you make a summertime decision mm -hmm. and get everybody free and clear of that's all of this. How. And that's how I felt. So that's how. Wow. And wow. Ended. So, and then just a tie into, because I think it's like a, like a tie in that you really need to go back two episodes and listen to episode 35. Um, so all this stuff that's been a, a school year from hell that's been going on. Um, so many more details in best episode and, and best podcast, yeah. but I think it, it is a good like thing. Just it's, it's a crazy cause I just think of the dominoes that have fallen in your life yeah. over these couple. I mean, an insane. So you're, you go about your summer, you're having a, mm -hmm. a, a, a first summer, not as a teacher, yeah. all the things that are coming with that. And then it's, and then the it's back to school time, go to the back to school time. Just, just okay. tell everybody really quick, just in case they yeah. haven't tuned in, because I, I think it's an, yeah, it's, it's an important so, part of this. I'll even back up a little bit because sure. that all happened in August. The first right. put the post and all that September 2nd, my brother was diagnosed with cancer. So okay, right, put, throw right. that in the mix. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's going on for through this entire. We're day. battling cancer this whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And anybody out there who has battled cancer knows that a lot of it is your mental, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so when he and my family are trying to build him up and focus on positivity to fight cancer, instead we're all stressing out about, what right. the school is doing to me. Right, right, right. So there's all that, right? right? So that happens in May or whatever. Go through the summer. He's still fighting cancer. So August comes and I, to be honest with you, I was a mess. I was a mess. It was the first time 
since I was five years old, I wasn't going back to school. Right. I mean, I was a complete right. mess. Right. So friends of ours ask us to go to their lake house with another couple, my husband and I, another couple. We go to the lake. We have a great weekend. Come Sunday morning, the other couple goes home. And my husband rolled over and looked at me and he's like, you don't have to go back to meetings tomorrow. You don't have to lesson plan. You have to go to meetings. We don't have to go home on for Sunday. For the first time in your for the first your time, life since right? Little, yeah. And so he goes, "Can we just stay and have Sunday fun day?" Right. And I'm like, "Well, I don't have to go back to school." Right. Right. So we right. stay, and that evening, due to someone else drinking and driving, he's killed. Wow. That night. Right. Wow. Like a, I would not have been at the lake right. if I needed to go back to work. How do you even process all of that? How do you, I mean, I don't even know how you sit here and say, I mean, I know how you do because, but how does, how do you, how do you come to grips with the events that took place in the way? I mean, it's just, how do you, what well, do you personally, how does that, how, therapy, how do you, <laughs> God, um, yeah, lots yeah. of faith, lots of friends and family and right. counseling and all the things. Um, well, you did ask about Daily Wire and that connects to this. So oh, okay. my husband when all of this was going down, he's like, they can't do this to you. You have to go public. Right. You have to tell somebody. You have to tell your story. You right, have to. Right, right, And right. I told you I was scared. And I said, well, when Neil died, yeah. what else could you do to me? Right? right I mean, right, right. I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, my husband's yeah. dead. My brother's dying. My career's over. Screw it all. Right. And so that's when I actually reached back out to my contact at Daily Wire. Uh, and I was like, okay. you know what? This is what Neil would want. Right. He died in August, and I think the article came out in October. And it was my way of, like, kind of play, paying tribute to him. Yeah, yeah, wow. I mean, obviously, I wanted to tell the story and it to be out there. But it was more like, literally, I remember. Oh, yeah, I, I can feel that. Yeah, I remember when I was sure. I was subbing at the time. Now I am now subbing elsewhere. But um, And I remember when it came out. And I remember just looking up thinking, there you go, babe. Right, right. I mean, so... And my podcast. That's a lot of my therapy, yeah. honestly. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that. I don't, it's not a, it won't matter if it's today or 20 years from now. These are always difficult things to yeah. talk about and kind of connect back to these situations um, in our past for sure. Let's, let's take, um, let me ask you this question. What, when you hear the phrase, microaggression microaggression or what is that what do you think of when you hear that phrase like like what's the because i say i cringe yeah I, everything is aggression now everything's offensive everything is i mean to me like when i did my podcast on this i i le i called it like part of my title was cancel culture right yeah. and so like when you say microaggression to me i'm like god isn't everything a microaggression to <laughs> yeah. everyone right right and I, and the answer is, unfortunately, it can be, especially if you're of a particular. Um, you're looking for it. Yeah, because if I want to say that somebody did something to me or against me because I felt it, mm -hmm. then that's a microaggression, and you can't tell me how I feel. And so this is this is a this is an endless battle. There's no mm -hmm. way to. That's the whole point. Let's come up with terminologies and feelings and emotions that can actually be talked about or discussed. And if you discuss it, then it's probably coming from hate or it's coming from some level of bigotry that you have buried deep into your soul that you just haven't like told anybody about yet. I mean, this is, this is, this is how this works. So 
in a sense, somebody seeing, and again, this isn't to minimize anything. This isn't to say that there aren't behaviors that need to stop, that need to change. It's not even about that. It's actually about the source. It's saying that if somebody does something to me that makes me a victim, ultimately, that I feel something, that's a microaggression. So the, the aggression in there, what is, like when I think of like an aggressor, an aggressor purposefully does something. Like if you and I are walking down the street and I bump you mm-hmm. on purpose, mm-hmm. that's an aggressor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, but if I accidentally bump you, am right. I, am I, was that a microaggression? Right. If right. it was accidentally? Yeah. What, and, and, and it comes, and I think that this is, I think something that you and I have talked about from before where, What's the difference between intent and impact? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about uh. this earlier. The intent, your here you are, r- role model teacher for 25 years. Kids love you. All the kids that knew you, they loved you. They appreciate. Oh, I'm sure you. there's some that don't like me. Well, there, there's, <laughs> yeah. Usually, those are the ones that didn't have you as a teacher, though. Honestly, yeah. but um, but the that's my experience. Your intent. And then, and then we can just say what, that's what we were talking about earlier with the impact. What was the impact of what you did or said? There's no impact. Right. right. Everybody sleeps the same every night. Right. Nobody, nobody lost a job. Mm-hmm. Nobody had to move. No, there, nothing actually happened to one person that you came in contact with. There's not one impactful thing that happened. Right. Ex- unless somebody read something they didn't want to read or heard something or right. interpreted it incorrectly. Except to me. I'm the only one that had yes. the impact. Right. And what's interesting is the head of HR literally told me that the problem with this was that I didn't understand the difference between intent and impact. Really? Uh-huh. And, and because what? they kept saying that even though my post, I did not intend it right. to be offensive or right. whatever, the impact it had on the community was the problem. Yes. And so, <laughs> and that impact is vague and cannot be defined. And it was exaggerated. Did they pay you? When you went to talk to the groups, the different Jewish groups, did you get paid for that? Or was it on your own time? Well, it was on my own time. And I think it was via Zoom. Okay. Again, COVID days. Okay, COVID days, fine. remember? Right, right. I, I was very fearful. And they were time, wonderful. So. I mean... Of course they were. You know? Yeah, because your impact wasn't... Like, yeah. The impact actually spun back around to them and right. saying, you, this is what they're saying to you? Yeah. We're going to make lists of people? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and the principal's son is saying, what about other students? Like, those are things that need to be addressed and stated. Maybe. Just the same as if we were to say that to any other, you know, you're not acting this enough, that enough, or whatever. So what do you even mean by that? However, think of all that, but then you're still going to wrap all this up by saying a young, youngish woman has to go behind closed doors with her two male admins to find out her fate with no head of HR, no recording device, no lawyer, no phone. Uh, huh? You were treated as a common criminal. Your back had to be held by the second. We're going to hold your belongings. Like you'd, you, you know, yeah. Sneak, yeah. I mean, that it's. It's, it's beyond. And I think that when I think of intent versus impact, mm-hmm. intent, intent actually does matter. I mean, the, the problem with, say, say like college campuses who don't allow conservative speakers right. in there, why are they not allowing them in there? Because the impact of poor Bobby and Susie and their little souls, they need to be protected, the little cute snowflakes, and that these things are happening, the, the, the 
look how they're being impacted. Right. It's like, are they suck it up? Yeah. A little wuss. This is, this is real life. You need to be hearing things you disagree with. It's okay. You're going to be just fine. Right. It's not the end of the world. And that's the problem when you look at impact is right. you can make up the impact. You can create an impact that actually didn't happen. Right. And you can, you can take people's feelings into way. And, and I actually think students are, I think even the college students that I'm kind of making fun of are actually stronger and smarter than I'm giving credit for. They're not actually coming up with the rules. It's, it's sorry if this offends you, but it's the generally speaking, the white liberal yeah. college educators <laughs> yeah. and the people behind these college campuses and even high school, they're the ones that are creating this soft little wussification kind of culture that if you're offended, this if you if you actually study this, this is all kind of like 2010, 2014 in that time period when this started happening on college campuses. Mm -hmm. And then and then now we can't have this person, we can't have that person. Yep. It's in that that whole like ugly thing has crept into even, you know, and, and throughout our culture, we yeah, all see it everywhere. all the time. It's everywhere. It's gross. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to, I have a, uh, um, a parenting advice and a song and a quote that we're going to do today. Uh, the parenting advice, and I'm going to kind of stick with this teacher theme uh, for myself. And of course for Beth is that my, favorite thing that I kind of held on to as a teacher, which I actually, I didn't save much. I didn't save as much as you, <laughs> but the one thing I saved from my teaching days were, were notes and things yes. that kids gave me. Yes. I still have them. Like I had questions on my final that were like, what do you learn from the class or what do you this? Yeah. And what do you like or whatever? And I'm telling you what, the kids have the dates and it's, and then the names. And I mean, I, I go back, it's amazing. Some yeah. of the kid things that kids would write. So my parenting advice for you guys is this, I don't care if your what grade your child is in. I don't care, you know, whatever. Anytime a kid, we've talked about this with writing the power of the written word. Anytime you can have your kid write something out of gratitude or thankfulness to your child's teacher, regardless of age, do it. Even if it's simple, um, those things, it's kind of why, teachers stick around, I think, sometimes. I mean, sometimes we need things like that to offset all of the garbage and other things that we have to deal with right. um, as educators. So, And I've gotten a couple of those just since my podcast. Oh, yeah. And still, yeah. It just, as we've talked about before, when you go through something like this, you almost start to be convinced <laughs> yeah. that you did do something when you didn't. Right. But yeah, those notes are what got me through. Yeah. I would love, yeah, get... Hopefully this and, and everything that you've been doing will kind of spark uh, those type of kind words. From now, they're adults, but it, it, it always means something, and, and it's always uh, nice to hear uh, no matter what, especially with all the different yeah. things that you've gone through, tragedy-wise. Um, the song, um, <laughs> the song uh, I'm definitely um, not going to sing because I don't sing, but the song is a, is a classic song by Billy Joel, okay? And it's called It's Just the Way You Are. And I, I had to pick that song because Beth did everything how she should have done it. Like how she was as a teacher, this we shouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Like there should be, you know, I mean, this part of this will be it sounded exaggerated, but parades and awards and things for people that dedicate and give themselves to all of her students all of the time. And Again, regardless of your political affiliation, if you can kind of see through that for a second and realize, you know what, it actually may be true that certain people within the liberal ideology 
attack and defame people of a conservative yes. ideology. Just admit it. It's true. If, if it's not true, tell me. I, I, can, I will talk to you anytime, anywhere. You can pr- take all... You're wrong. And I'm right about it. And you know it. And it's not me saying that I'm right, that I'm better or smarter. It's just that let's just stop. Let's just actually kind of wash our hands from this and start treating people like normal human beings, regardless of who they voted for or regardless if they're pro-life or pro-choice. Does it really matter that much? I mean, is it, does it family split on those issues, friends mm-hmm. split on this issues? It's ridiculous. And so I like that song because I think mm-hmm. just the way you are, were as a teacher was perfect. Um, and you got to check out her podcast episodes, <laughs> folks. It's just way more. <laughs> that we literally just touched on like yeah. such a small part of it. Um, a quote um, that I was thinking about with this intent and impact. Intent always matters regardless of impact. Yes. The intent always matters. It matters in our relationships. It matters with our kids. Um, you know, you're, you're in the intention of your child that does something wrong because this happened wrong. Are we only judging on this? We, we all look at intent and we should always look at intent because that's looking at the person behind the action. And that does mean something that does matter. If you only look at the action, I mean, we lose out on, right. you know, we, we lose out on so much at times. So, um, Beth, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, folks, hopefully, uh, this resonated in some way. Um, and, uh, yeah, look forward to next time. And again, go to the YouTube channel, uh, give her some comments, uh, let her know what you think if you don't we we both know we don't put ourselves out here in the public we know that there's you have to have some thick skin and beth does and i do too but there's a lot of love that needs to be directed her way so check out her show uh let her know what you think and uh yeah thanks for coming in it was awesome appreciate it have a great day everybody until next time bye thank you so much for listening Let's keep the conversation going. You can reach out on Ben's website, www.benkeatshow.com or on social media to chat. And please remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 